Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Good morning, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, as always, to Glenn, Sarah, and the entire Breakfast with Champions team. I truly love this group of people. I'm a Columbia law professor and a negotiation trainer. So during the days, I'm training diplomats at the UN. I'm training execs at the Fortune 500. And over the last decade, I've spent all of my waking hours helping thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs, corporate folks, tired parents figure out how they can ask for more in every area of life. I took what I know and I put it into a book, Ask for More. And in my everyday life, I teach people how often it's a few simple, powerful questions or a couple of tweaks that they can use truly to change their entire lives. And I'm here today before I go in to New York City to teach because I just love teaching. And I don't believe that these lessons should be restricted to people who are paying tuition at my school or have the ability to be behind the closed doors of the Fortune 500 or the UN. I'm on a mission to have millions of people all over the world learn how to negotiate for themselves with clarity and confidence. So I want to talk this morning about risk. And here is the lesson for this morning. The lesson is, it's a personal one for me today, always bet on yourself. It is the best risk you will ever take. And so let's start talking about risk. I feel like when you're an entrepreneur or you're making big moves, big moves, right, in work or in life, people are gonna say things to you like, isn't that risky? How many people have ever had someone when they were getting ready, maybe they were starting out on their own, maybe they decided to write a book, they decided to make a bold move in their life toward what was going to be their highest and best, and someone looked at you and said, 
isn't that risky? Don't you want to rethink that? Flash your mic if you've been told that. Let me see who's been told here that they wanted to do something that was too risky. Okay, I'm seeing Tony, I'm seeing Ramon, I'm seeing Joy, Justin, David, G.I., Annette. I'm seeing people all up and down. Debbie, Wes, Mel, Quoni, Patricia, Chef Pam, Marcus, and Doctor. Tons of people, tons of people who've been told that their dreams were too risky. And I want to tell you a couple stories today. So two clients of mine, one of them leaves a, a really bad work environment and she's in a high position. You ever been in that situation before where you're in a high position and people say, you know, you can't leave, right? This is too risky. What are you going to do out on your own? Amelia, I saw you flashing your mic before and it looks like you um, unmuted. Have you ever been told that something you were going for was too big of a risk? Had somebody say to you, isn't that risky? Did Amelia mean to unmute herself? She may not. Okay, she may be on mute. All right. So I have two clients. One of them leaves her toxic work environment in a high position, and she decides to start her own thing. She's going to consult. She has a feeling she can do this better on her own. And on her way out the door, all of the people who had treated her really poorly said, this is too risky. You're not going to succeed. Okay. My second client is in a big corporation. She's crushing it. And one day, she has a conversation that crushes her. She goes to her manager and says, I want to go up for promotion this year. I want to be a managing director. And the manager confers and comes back and says, you're not ready. We're not putting you up. And she was crushed for a moment. And then she called me and we talked. And she went back to them and said, nope, you're wrong. I'm ready. I want you to put me up. Okay, so two people who take a risk. One who's leaving a really bad corporate environment. She thinks she can do it better on her own. And another woman who says, you know what? I'm not going to be defined by what you think of me. I know I'm ready for promotion and I'm going to put myself up for it. So let's talk about risk. And here's my first tip for today. Okay. Their fear does not equal your risk. I want to redefine our relationship with risk. In particular, oftentimes people get things confused. They confused actual risk for risk perception. Right. Often when we're thinking about a big career move, we're about to ask for a lot more money, we're raising our prices, we're going out on our own. We think we're taking a risk when, in fact, the real risk may be staying where we are. You know, I counseled one senior guy who knew that he was underpaid, but he told me, Alex, I can't negotiate. The CEO is my friend, my friend. I've been at this company for 15 years. If I negotiate, I'm going to ruin that relationship. Guess what? We talked, we came up with a plan, and he negotiated. Do you know what happened? His CEO looked at him and said, you know, you're right. You are underpaid. And two months later, not only did the CEO correct it, but the way my client negotiated for himself was so impressive 
that the CEO said, you know what? I think I've been overlooking you this entire time. I want you to know I'm retiring in five years. You are under consideration to take over. Isn't that incredible? Not only did he earn more money, he earned more respect by speaking up. People might have told him this is going to be a risk. You know what the real risk was? The real risk to his career, as it turns out, would have been not speaking up. Their fear, somebody else projects their fear onto you. That does not equal your risk. Okay, so next time you have somebody who's looking you in the face and saying, right, this might be somebody you love. I wonder how many people here have been told this is too risky by somebody they love deeply or who loves them. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's an older sibling. It might be your spouse. And they love you. They care for you. They're afraid, right? Maybe they're afraid of things in their own life, but maybe they're afraid for you. Their fear does not equal your risk. Okay, tip number two, get comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, it's so interesting because I think back, I'm, I'm thinking about Glenn's challenge, and I think back to the first time I ever exercised. And let me tell you a story that most people don't know, which is that when I was younger, I had very, very severe asthma that meant that if I did anything for five minutes, if I went out into gym class and ran around on the soccer field for five minutes, I had an asthma attack and would go to the hospital. And one day when I was a teenager, I'd just gone off to college, I decided I was going to get the better of my asthma and I was going to train my body to be fit. And the first time I got on an exercise bike, I, I thought something is really wrong. I'm going to go to the hospital. This is massively uncomfortable. But I finished and I was okay. I did that for five minutes. The next day I tried to do it for six. The next day I tried to do it for seven. And do you know, within six months, I wasn't using my inhaler anymore. But we think often that being uncomfortable means something wrong, right? But the thing is, leaders develop a level of comfort or at least tolerance, right, with being uncomfortable. So, you know, Joy, if you're raising your prices, right, if you're out there and you've decided it's time for you to raise your prices and you start to feel slightly uncomfortable, congratulations, you're probably in the right spot. You know, if Amanda, right, is in a, a high profile new role, right, and I know that Amanda recently has been making big moves in her career, right, and you find yourself being nervous, this means you're growing and learning. Here's the thing. The discomfort is growth. It's a good thing. So we have to reframe it for ourselves, you know, that somehow comfortable doesn't always equal great. And uncomfortable can mean amazing things. You know, those two clients I mentioned to you, my client who went out on her own as a consultant, let me tell you about this gal. She was a corporate gal all the way. She loved being in a big group, loved working for a big, big corporation. She wasn't a risk you know, um, seeker. She was so uncomfortable, but she knew she had to do it. And the client started coming in. My client who decided to go for the promotion, her manager says, you're not ready. She couldn't sleep for a week. When she told them, you're gonna put me up, she couldn't sleep for a week, but she knew, she also knew she had to go for it. 
and she started lining up people to advocate for her. If you are feeling discomfort, but despite the discomfort, there's something inside you that says, you know this is the right time, then it's time to get comfortable with the discomfort and go for it. My last tip for today, my last tip is this. Here's the thing that I have learned from counseling now thousands of leaders from all over the globe. This is what I've learned about taking risks. It starts with learning how to trust yourself, period. You know, as a trainer, I hear so many people say to me, you know, maybe Justin is in this, you know, corporate job and he says to me, Alex, I can't make a move. This position gives me a lot of credibility. No, your position does not give you credibility, right? It's not as though when Liza walks into an office that somehow the four walls of that office give her her power. No, Liza gives that office power. You give that position credibility. The power is not in the title. The power is in you. So always bet on yourself and not the job. If you are in a workplace that doesn't align with your values, leave. Know that your skills and your network and the, the group of people here today will support you wherever you go whether it's to another company or starting out as an entrepreneur. And if you've been playing it safe, I want you to trust yourself and go for that promotion or that high visibility role. If there's something that matters to you, pursue it, be tenacious, trust yourself. And the thing about trust is, you know, our trust in ourselves can falter sometimes. And when it does, here's the cure. You plug yourself into a community who can lift you up and remind you of your worth. When we know our value, betting on ourselves becomes the easiest and best risk we will ever take, ever. And here's where I want to tell you a couple of stories. My clients, right, the one who went out on her own from the big corporate job, in year one, she doubled her corporate salary as an entrepreneur. She was no longer in a toxic work environment. She was having dinner with her family and she was incredibly fulfilled. This person who told me, Risk and I are not good friends, Alex, ended up making the best decision possible for herself by going out on her own. And I will never forget the message that I got a few months ago from my client, the one who was told, she was told, you are not ready for this promotion. We are not putting you up. And she turned around and said, yes, you are. And she spent six months lining up her allies and advocates to speak for her. She got the promotion. She is the first ever managing director in a brand new department at this huge bank. Both of them bet on themselves. They trusted themselves and they succeeded. And here's where I want to finish by telling a personal story because this is a really big day for me today. And I wanted to share it first with my friends here at, at Breakfast of Champions. So a few years ago, I was feeling super comfortable with everything I was doing at work. And, you know, I got this offer to write a textbook. I'm a law professor. 
and it was a really prestigious company. And I thought, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm a law professor. I'm going to write this textbook. But I woke up every morning and I felt dead inside <laughs> thinking about writing this textbook. <laughs> Have you ever had that happen to you where you're doing the thing that you think you're supposed to be doing and it just makes you feel dead inside? And so I decided to take a risk. You know, Quoni, I heard you up here this morning saying you were thinking of writing a book and I decided to write a book, but it wasn't going to be a typical law professor book. I wanted to write a book that everyday people could read to make their lives better. And I spent almost a year of my life writing a book proposal that I didn't, I wasn't sure it would make me any money if it would ever be sold, if it would ever see the light of day. I turned down speaking engagements so that I could write on this book proposal. It was an enormous bet on myself. And I'll never forget the day I sent it off. I was in Spain with my daughter. I was giving some lectures and I brought her with me. And she looked at me and said, mommy, why are you pacing around the hotel room? And I was freaking out and I looked at her and I said, mommy is about to take the biggest risk of her entire life. I just spent a year working on something that I don't know if anybody is gonna like and I'm about to send it out to agents. And she said, I'll sit with you. And so I'm tearing up, she sat with me while I sent this out to the biggest agents on my list. And I thought, okay, this is fine. They're not gonna take it. And then I'm gonna have to steal myself. I'm gonna go to the next agents on my list. That was Friday. Monday morning, I got a call from the biggest agent on my list, a woman. And she said, Alex, I love your book. Let's get out there and sell it. And that was the start of everything. My life is so different today than it was a few years ago in that hotel room when I sent that proposal off. You know, somebody asked me in an interview recently, Alex, what was your best investment of the last decade? What was your best bet? And I think they were surprised by the answer because I told them my best investment wasn't Apple, it wasn't Microsoft, it wasn't any stock at all. It wasn't crypto, it wasn't real estate, my best investment of the last decade of my entire life has been betting on myself because I always pay off. And I know you do too. And I want you to bet on yourself. Friends, a couple months ago, I got a call and I couldn't believe it. It was a call from, anybody here watch Shark Tank? I see a few people, yep. Um, it was from Barbara Corcoran's people. And they told me that Barbara was starting an online book club for entrepreneurs and she had picked my book, Ask For More. And later today, 10 o'clock Eastern, that's gonna go live. And I wanted to share it with you all here today because all of this came about because I went hard on betting on myself. And I wanna ask you here today, what would be possible if you went hard on betting on yourself? I'm here today to tell you it's gonna be the best risk you ever take.
And with that, let's let's get some hands. I would love to hear from people. Well, first you are here. Congratulations. That's amazing. Oh, That's thank amazing. You. Thank you, Glenn. Congrats. Thank you so much, friends, for, for sharing in this really special day. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to get Barbara in here sometime this month to chat a bit about what she's doing and a bit about the book. And friends, you're here in Breakfast with Champions, right? This is the Millionaire Breakfast Club. I love all-day breakfast, right? And, and truly, it's going to be 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. to noon on Saturday. You should join us for Club 111, our worship service on Sunday. There's no other space here where you're going to have 100 leaders across industries and backgrounds come together to pour into you, see you succeed, and maybe even just announce the big things they have going on in their lives. If you ever miss a segment or you want to listen to something, download with Breakfast with Champions podcast. You can listen anytime to what we're talking about here today. So I would love to see some mics. Um, who would like to talk about risk and betting on themselves? Ooh, okay, I saw Justin. I'm going to go to you first and then to Coach Isaac. Justin, you're up. Alexandra, I appreciate your segment so much. You're very concise. I'm sure that has to do with your background and your passion. You know, the conversation around risk couldn't be more true. There were two points in my life where I had to jump off a cliff and I had job security. I was working for a gentleman and still one of my mentors had a good position, good salary. But unfortunately, fortunately, my job and my future was in the hands of somebody else. And I'm staring at a book right now called What to Do When It's Your Turn. And it's always your turn written by Seth Godin, who happened to be on Breakfast with Champions last week. And you triggered a reminder in me that eventually you have to make a decision that you can't wait for somebody to tell you it's your turn. And when I got out of that industry and I worked at a typical real estate brokerage, when I quit and I said, we're going to build something completely different from the ground up. I remember my broker of record told me I was going to fail and that you can't change anything because this is just the way it's done. Why would you fix anything that's broken? And that is such a limiting belief. I promise you my mentality when I left was, I would be prepared to flip burgers, drive trash through restaurants, do whatever I needed to do if I hit zero. So, so what's the worst that can happen? And I can tell you it absolutely changed my life. I needed my beautiful wife to throw me off that cliff, but that's my story. So it, it worked out twice. I'm going to pass it over to Coach Isaac. I love that, Justin. Thank you so much. You know, the fact that it's always your turn. You know, friends, your turn is when you say it is. Truly, my mission in life, basically, if I could sum it up, would be to remind people of their worth and to remind them that it's their turn. It's their turn when they say it is. And Justin, I love that your wife helped throw you off the cliff. This to me is the best kind of partner or friend, somebody who sees the potential and says, yes, I want you to go for it. And you know, I would encourage all of you here today, be that person in somebody else's life. Coach, you're up, Coach Isaac. Talk to us. Alexandra, thank you. I'm, I'm loving, love your segment. And, and I love what you said. You said when you bet on yourself, you always win. Um, so my, my risk looks a little bit different. Um, it came when I decided to retire in 2013. And I didn't tell anybody, well, obviously only my agent, but I didn't tell anybody else in my family or my friends or my close circle because sometimes when you're trying to take a risk and you know that that's what's best for you 
other people, their opinion, they'll try to talk you out of it, you know, and I was only 26 at the time when I retired. So I had plenty of, I had plenty of, of years left in me. You know, I could have played, I could be playing now, but that's not what was best for me. So I took that risk to, to retire. Um, after I was released from my team that I was playing for, I had three other teams on, on the line that same day wanting to sign me and the risk was easier because I had a pit, you know, I just had that feeling in my stomach. It was like, don't do this no more. This is, this is enough. So I, I turned those teams down, but that was without anything else on my plate. That was, there was no lead. I had no other job. I had nothing else going on, but within six weeks, I was put right into, into strength and conditioning as an assistant um, down in Tennessee at the university of Tennessee. So I, I trusted, I trusted God, trusted, you know, uh, what I felt and I didn't tell anybody until I got the job. And then I told everyone, you know, and they were happy, but I didn't want to let anybody try to talk me out of the risk that I was taking. And, and to me, it almost wasn't even a risk. It was just what my, what my spirit was telling me to do. It was time to close that door. And, you know, sometimes when you close a door, other doors are available to open. You know, so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Coach Isaac, I love that, right? You know, and, and it's so important that people talk about that pit in the stomach. All of the people that I spoke about this morning, you know, my, my two clients and, and even me, you know, when you wake up every morning, you know, Glenn talks about the importance of what you're doing and thinking about first thing of the day. If you're waking up every morning with that pit in your stomach, your gut is speaking to you, right? And it's telling you this isn't a risk. This is the path that you're supposed to take. I'm wondering if we could take uh, one more hand, maybe. Anybody who'd like to talk to us. Megan, I see you flashing. Megan, lovely to see you again, my friend. You as well. Thank you so much, Alexandra. You know, I was uh, just thinking as I was listening to everyone about my dad. Today is his birthday in heaven, and uh, many years ago, uh, I worked for him, for his company, and learned so much about what I do today, and then I left and went and moved to Texas from New York and took a job, a corporate job with Al um, Alcon Laboratories to hone again because I knew at 23 that I was going to create something in the beauty world. I didn't know what it was, but then... I left my corporate job, and my dad called me, who was my mentor, who was the entrepreneur of entrepreneurs, and he said, Megan, don't do this. It's too risky. Mm. And, you know, Alexander, that, those words just kept resonating with me as I started my first skincare brand, Glycolique. And yes, it was very challenging, and yes, it was very risky, yes. And looking back, he was right. But then years later, um, after uh, as I was starting Novitas Spa Clinicals, he turned to me one night as we were privately having dinner, my mother and he and I, and he said, I'm so glad you didn't listen to me. But what I want to share, and this is what I was thinking about as everyone was talking, words are so powerful. And especially from someone that you respect. And that you just have to go with what you know is right for you, that purpose, that, that just passion of that purpose. 
and and go f- with it for it and it will work itself out so happy megan. birthday dad happy birthday megan's dad everyone mm-hmm. and uh sending our our thoughts to you megan um, my own dad is in hospice at this moment, mm. and um, we're enjoying every moment we can have together. And I, I know how special that relationship is. My dad, too, is risk-averse, right? They love us. They they want the best for us. I'm so glad you had that moment with your dad, and he saw everything that you've achieved, right? And he knew that betting on yourself was the right thing. I want to thank you for sharing that moment here today, Megan. Everyone, I want you to take a moment to think about what life would look like if you treated yourself as your own best investment, unapologetically. Bet on yourself and invest it in yourself. Friends, if you would like some support on this, I would love to offer you a completely free workbook called seven days to ask for more you know glenn's helping you get your start your start every morning on a positive note this workbook's been used by thousands of people on clubhouse to leave their jobs and start something new to ask for more money to get more money from clients to ask for a bigger role i just want you to dm me on instagram ask for more i'd be so happy to send it to you And the only thing I ask is that you send me a note when you're done with it, and I want to hear what you went on to achieve. Friends, it's been a pleasure and truly a blessing for me to spend this special day here with you all. Look forward to staying in touch. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.